My name is Matthew Becker. I'm a husband, a level one CrossFit trainer, a CrossFit affiliate owner, personal trainer, Olympic lifting coach, lawyer, blogger, employer, mentor. Oh, and I own a retired racing greyhound. I have a lot on my plate and I gotta keep moving forward. In business, they say if you aren't growing, you are dying. So to keep moving forward, I have to improve by 1% every day. It's called the aggregation of marginal gains. It requires me to optimize my life as much as possible. On the Stronger Revolution podcast, I share strategies with you so that you can improve your life by 1% every day. And we are back for another episode of The Stronger Revolution. I would like to thank all of you for your patience as I uh, finally get around to releasing a new episode. I'm kind of getting a little bit tired myself of coming up with various excuses for the time period that takes place between my episode releases. This time, though, I'm going to blame the holidays. So a lot of what we talk about on The Stronger Revolution podcast revolves around like a productivity sort of setting goals, figuring out how to accomplish those goals, getting over setbacks, scheduling your life, sticking to those schedules, advancing by 1% every day, that sort of thing. And there's no better time like the holidays to really challenge your ability to maintain a set structured schedule to your life. Um, And even beyond that, there is nothing like uh, back-to-back Christmas and New Year's coming down right in the middle of of two weeks in a row to just really challenge everything. Um, but as I would say, with any good system in place, you can take a disruption like the holidays and then bounce right back. So here we are. Um, I was not able to get anything recorded last Friday as I was on my way at this time to Columbus for an additional uh, CrossFit training course. But Back this week, um, hoping to get it recorded today, and this means nothing to you, but recorded today, edited tomorrow, and then and then released so that uh, we, we have a quick turnaround here. And hopefully I'll move on to my next episode, which I already have a topic for, thanks to a listener request. Um, but we're going to dive in today on adversity. Last time... We started with a story about me doing a million burpees. Um, If you would recall, going back to the Staying Present episode, the idea was there's an event that we hold at the gym that my head coach and I agree that we're going to do a whole bunch of burpees for every dollar that's raised. And this year, so much money was raised that we each ended up doing like 1,800 burpees in a morning, and it took us about four and a half hours, etc. And Last time, I used that story as a way to draw a, uh, an analogy to the idea of staying present. In other words, I knew that I had a whole bunch of burpees that I had to do. I knew that I had this nice, long, drawn-out task ahead of me. And if I had concentrated on where I needed to go from the beginning, then the task may have seemed insurmountable. But... Instead, what I did was I focused on only what I had to do next, and that helped me be able to then accomplish the task without it becoming too overbearing. 
So in a sense, I stayed present in the moment so that I could accomplish something in the long run. We can apply something like that to a lot of different areas of our lives, primarily in the, in the case of this podcast, to something like goal setting. So I'm not worried about the ultimate end goal. That's something we're going to talk about more specifically today. Really what I'm worried about is I'm worried about what I need to do today in order to take myself 1% closer to accomplishing those goals or 1% closer to being better at life. Um, So I'm present today, not concerned about what's in the future, and certainly not going to let things that took place in the past um, dictate or control what I'm going to do presently. As we move into today's episode, we're going to take that story that I told last time about burpees, and we're going to use it in another way. Um, and the other way is when we talk today about overcoming adversity. So here I am, standing at the gym at around 7.30 in the morning, knowing that for approximately the next four hours, I'm going to be doing nothing but dropping down onto my stomach, standing back up, and jumping up in the air. 1,800 times. It's going to take quite a while, right? We can define this as adversity. I've got something that is now standing in my way that is standing in my way between where I am currently and where I need to be, right? Adversity can take a lot of different forms. We're just going to kind of generally refer to it as adversity. I'm not going to refer to it as physical or mental or emotional adversity. We're just, it's just adversity, And I had really two options, three options, um, when I was confronted with all these burpees that I had to do. Either one, I could have said, yeah, you know what, changed my mind, I'm out, not going to do this. Thanks everybody for donating all that money. I know I told you that I was going to do this, but really, did you expect me to do this? I'm going to, just going to head home and, and hang out on the couch. That would be walking away from adversity. Or two... I could have come up with a way to kind of subvert the number that I needed to do, maybe convince somebody to do them with me and we split them, or maybe I fudge a few numbers here and there while kind of dishonest, and that's sort of going around adversity. Or path number three, which is the preferred path, and for reasons that we're going to talk further into this episode, is I plowed straight through it. And it's what I learned on the path of plowing straight through the adversity of 1,800 burpees that ultimately became the benefit of doing them. It wasn't saying that I was able to do 1,800 burpees. That doesn't get me anywhere. It's what I learned along the way. Probably the best resource out there for this concept of overcoming adversity is a book uh, called The Obstacle is the Way. It's by Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday is sort of the thought leader right now in, in the modern-day Stoic movement of taking the um, philosophical principles of Stoicism and rewriting them today in order to apply them to our everyday life. Now, he's got a couple of different books out there. Ego is the Enemy, The Obstacle is the Way, The Daily Stoic, and... Um, Stillness is key, I think is his most recent one that I'm, I'm currently listening to on audiobook, um, and I need to buy a copy of it, but I think those are all of his books. I highly recommend them. Um, I highly recommend uh, especially The Obstacle is the Way. It was something that really reframed a lot of the ways that I look 
at roadblocks and, and issues that I encounter on the path to my goals. I recommend that you take a reading of it as well. I'm going to try to give you a little bit of a summary of it here today uh, without diving too much into the book itself. Generally speaking, I've kind of already alluded to it, but adversity is anything that stands in your way, distracts you, or sets you back from achieving a goal. I can come up with probably an infinite number of examples of this, but it doesn't always have to be something that is necessarily like a big overarching goal. Like let's assume that my goal is to open up a new business and adversity that's going to step in my way is going to be a lack of financial backing. Okay, that's adversity. That's something that's preventing me from getting to the goal of opening up my business. But it doesn't have to be that like big picture stuff either. It could just be my goal is to get home after work at night. And the adversity that's going to step in my way is going to be the traffic jam that's directly in front of me. Right? It could be something so simple as I was ready and prepared to have a really productive day today and I forgot my coffee at home right? It's, that seems like such a small and insignificant thing until you're the person who really likes your coffee. And then that can be a rather big thing, but it's still adversity, all right? So we don't have to have like big things here that are preventing us from getting, getting somewhere. It can be very small things. And the way that we react or respond, ideally, respond to everyday adversity can tell us a lot about ourselves. When we look at adversity, you have to understand that it is because of adversity that the process of goal achievement becomes so important. It is the process that we really care about. It isn't actually the goal itself. When you get down and dirty into things, you realize the achievement of the goal really doesn't make a whole lot of difference. We kind of talked on this uh, last time at staying present because last time we talked about the fact that we need to stay present. And one of the reasons that we need to stay present is so that we don't miss all of the sort of learning opportunities and growth that we can, can accomplish on our way to our goals. So when, the, when we're looking at adversity, it is those stepping stones that step in the way during the process of achieving the goal that's what makes goal setting and the attempt of achieving so important. So let me, let me use another example from this. Let's, let's use a really simple example. A really simple example, let's go back to driving in the car. I'm driving home tonight. Let's say I, I put some music on, I'm driving home. I don't encounter any traffic. I'm home in 11 minutes. I walk in, I start talking to my wife. I see my dog. I take my shower, I make dinner, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Nowhere in there did I have any space to really think very much, probably because I put some sort of music on in the car and I was listening to the music. I wasn't thinking about anything. And then I got home and even when maybe I was trying to have some original thoughts, my wife starts talking to me or I say hi to my dog and then I'm hopping in the shower and I'm thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner or how I'm going to start making dinner. And then I get out of the shower and I start making dinner and I'm focusing on dinner. And nowhere in there did I have very much room for anything new to enter my brain. But if we change the scenario a little bit, now all of a sudden I'm driving home and I get halfway home and I hit a roadblock, right? And there's traffic in front of me and it's not moving or it's moving super slowly and this doubles my trip home. 
One way I could look at this is to get really angry and be like, oh, I just want to get home, and now I have to sit in traffic, and I pull out my phone and start texting my wife, and I'm swearing, and oh, I'm angry. And I let it ruin my evening, and then I get, ah, now I'm home late, and all these other things get set back, and now i got to go back to my schedule and think, all right, what do I got to fit in here, et cetera. Or when I approach traffic, which for you side stoics is something you can't control anyway, when I approach the traffic, I can then take an opportunity. I could click on some classical music or I could turn off the radio altogether. And now, because of this adversity that's in front of me that I'm ultimately going to go through and take the time to go through it instead of turning around to shorten my trip or instead of trying to go around it up a bunch of side streets, I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to go through this adversity. And in doing so, what would happen if all of a sudden an idea popped into my brain. And this idea is maybe a money-making idea that I could apply at the gym or somewhere else. And all of a sudden now, because I've provided some space, because I've taken some opportunity to grow and learn through this adversity of the traffic in front of me, I now have this idea that I can then turn into something profitable. Whereas if I didn't hit that and I achieved my goal of just getting home, Perhaps I would have never had that idea. When we are high-achieving individuals, we are going to set goals and we're going to start to set down a path. If we pick very easy goals that we just can achieve and move on, then we're never going to learn anything along the way. We're never going to hit any adversity. We're just going to continuously achieve our goals. But it's when we set higher goals that inevitably we are going to encounter some kind of adversity. You can avoid it by trying to stay in your comfort zone. Let's look at the gym. Barbells are a fantastic example of adversity. Here I am, we're at a max effort deadlift day. And I step up to a barbell that is either right at my one rep max deadlift, or maybe it's five pounds more than what I deadlifted before. I have a goal of setting a new personal record or PR for my deadlift, and I have this barbell that's sitting on the ground. What is that barbell sitting on the ground? That's adversity. And I have to pick this up. If I'm going to stay in my comfort zone and lift weights that I know I can lift, yes, I'm going to be able to pick up that bar. That could be my end goal. But I'm not going to actually achieve anything of greatness because I'm staying within my comfort zone of weights that I know I can lift. Whereas... If I put five more pounds on the bar because I set a goal at deadlifting five more pounds than what I did last time I deadlifted, well, now I've got a bigger goal that's ultimately going to lead to more development, but I have this larger adversity in front of me that I may or may not achieve. I may not be able to overcome this adversity. I may stand up to that barbell and go to pick it up, and I might fail. Now we've learned something. Or I go and I pick up the barbell and I'm able to pick it up, but at the same time, I wrench my back out. Okay, additional adversity. Now I've learned something. When I just pick up weights that I already know that I can pick up, I don't learn anything. I already, I just confirmed what I already knew. I don't have an opportunity to fail. I don't have an opportunity to grow. But if I'm constantly challenging myself, yes, that challenge brings about adversity, but as individuals, we need to learn to want that adversity. And this is where sort of the obstacle is the way starts to flip your mindset a little bit. You can look at adversity one of two ways. You can look at adversity 
as something that is going to knock you down. Or you can look at adversity as the challenge that provides you with something to overcome. And as long as you don't get so focused on achieving the end goal that that becomes the life or death situation, but instead you set a goal and you really focus on the adversity and you welcome the adversity to come to you, then you can change your mindset on adversity because now you're looking at it as an opportunity to grow and change and set you on a new path that's going to lead to new things that you would have never been able to do to begin with. So think about that. Sit down and think about that. The next time you get on an elevator and a million people are getting on and off the elevator, that's adversity. That's preventing you from getting to where you need to go. You could get all hacked off and mad and frustrated because the elevator is taking forever, or you can put away your phone, you can stand there, you can concentrate on your breathing, and you can use it as an opportunity to think a little bit and separate yourself from the busyness of life. I'm trying to come back from vacation and my plane gets canceled. I could be all mad because my plane gets canceled and I don't get to leave and I'm not going to get home, etc., etc. Or I can look at this as there is nothing I can do about this. There is no way I can get home right now. I'm in Florida or whatever. But I'm with my wife. So yeah, I can get all mad because I can't get home. Or I can accept this as another opportunity to spend more time uninterrupted with my wife because there is nothing else I can do. I would argue that the more exciting path in life is to try new things that you've never tried before, knowing that you're going to hit adversity and accepting that adversity as something that you're looking forward to, not something that you're going to try to push away and avoid. When I was first opening my gym uh, back in 2013, one of the primary reasons I was able to get it off the ground was because I had a landlord at the time who was very just, I don't know, it's not like emotional or financially invested in it. He was just a very nice guy. He was sort of a serial entrepreneur. He wanted to help somebody else get off the ground. Um, and he provided me a lot of assistance. And here I was trying to get this gym open. Like every little thing that sort of stepped in my way, because I didn't have this mindset at the time that I was doing this, was just like devastating. Like little things, like things weren't coming in on time or things were costing a little little bit more than what they were supposed to or I wasn't able to get my hands on something. You know, it was like these little things that they would just tear me down. And then I would go and I would talk to my new landlord and he always seemed so cool about it. And it just, it irritated me almost to the extent that I was like, how are you so cool about this all the time? Like, these are big things. It's stopping me from opening up my business. And he's like, no, it's not. It's not stopping you from opening your business. It's just, it's a, it's a bump in the road. Like, you figure it out. You move on. You can't control it. Okay, so that costs a little bit more. That's all right. You got 50 extra dollars. Go ahead, put 50 extra dollars out there. So what if it's going to take an extra day or two for this stuff to come in? Like, you'll figure it out, right? And he eventually kind of became a model of, in business, it doesn't do you any good to try to control every aspect. And it doesn't do you any good to get mad when things don't go exactly your way. You have to sort of adapt to it, especially people who are self-employed. You've got to adapt to these things. But even when you work for somebody else, let's assume a boss walks into your office five minutes before you're getting ready to walk out the door and says, hey, I need you to look this up real quick. 
That's adversity. It's stopping you from getting home. It's stopping you from you from getting out of work. You can't control it. Your boss, it's outside of you. He's telling you you need something done or she. You can get all mad about it or you can just do it. Do it and get it over with. You're probably going to learn something from it. You know, through the last, wow, uh, seven years, I've done a lot of different things. Um, and I've put up with a lot of, of different adversity when it came to trying to run a gym, my own business, as well as run a legal practice. But you just move from one day to the next. And you accomplish things as you can. And you overcome these little roadblocks as much as you can. And I almost got like teary-eyed the other day. I was talking to hey, he's an acquaintance. Um, he saw me at a coffee shop and, and he says to me, he says, you know, I understand you do like these, like all these different things. And I was like, yeah, you, know, you make time for it and everything else. He's like, you know what? Thanks for being a high achieving human being. And I was like, that's kind of a cool thing to think of myself as, as a high achieving human being. But I would never get there if I just always took the easy road. If I, if I was concerned that my gym was never going to get off the ground, then I would have never started to begin with. If I was concerned that I wasn't going to make any money in, in a legal practice, then I would have never left and gone off and become self-employed in the legal realm to build up my own practice, right? You have to look at those things and accept them and move through them. In The Daily Stoic, also written by Ryan Holiday, he provides a whole day. So let me explain. The Daily Stoic is a book that is read on a day-to-day -day basis. And so the book corresponds to each day of the year. And you're, it's like a daily devotional type of thing. Um, you sit down, you read today's quote from somebody who is very learned in Stoicism, one of the originals. Usually it's Epictetus Seneca or Marcus Aurelius. And then Ryan kind of gives you a modern day interpretation application of what this quote is. So, for example, like today when I'm recording this is, is July 9th, there's a specific example for July, or I'm sorry, it's January, January 9th. Um, on June 30th, every year comes up, the obstacle is the way. Um, that's his, yes, that's an individual book by him, but it's also an entry in the Daily Stoic. Um, and he gives a really great summation here of some different types of common adversities and then sort of like a reframing of how to look at it. He says in here, uh, quote, if something prevents you from getting to your destination on time, then this is a chance to practice patience. If an employee makes an expensive mistake, this is a chance to teach a valuable lesson. If a computer glitch erases your work, it's a chance to start over with a clear slate. If someone hurts you, it's a chance to practice forgiveness. If something's hard, it's a chance to get stronger. Try this line of thinking and see whether there is a situation in which one could not find some virtue to practice or derive some benefit. End quote. I always thought that did a really good job of summarizing what it's like when you hit adversity and sort of like some different things, big and small, some different examples. Whenever we hit adversity, we have really sort of two options that one of them kind of go together or, or three options. So option one is essentially to avoid 
the adversity. And that would be either to turn around and go back the way you came or go around it. This would be an example, an example of what Carol Dweck and her, her book Mindset would consider a fixed mindset. So I believe that I can achieve a goal, but if I hit any roadblocks along the way, then obviously that goal wasn't something that I was meant to achieve. So I'm just going to turn around and go back the other way, right? Or I'm going to go around it. And I'm still going to try to achieve my goal, even if it's not possible because now this adversity is in my way. A lot of this is caused by fear. We talked about fear last time, but fear of projecting that something could happen in the future. I'm trying to start a new business. I can't get financial backing for it. So I'm just not going to do it because why? Maybe I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to, or I'm going to have to put myself out there, or the business is ultimately going to fail. I'm going to be on the hook for all of this money. Uh, But that fear is what prevents us from pushing through that adversity versus option number two, the second way that we can look at adversity, not avoiding it, but powering through it. I want you guys to really think about that when you're thinking about adversity, powering through it, pushing through the adversity. This is more of an example of what Carol Dweck and her, her book Mindset would consider to be a growth mindset. I'm going to set a goal. I'm going to hit a block in the middle of trying to achieve that goal And I'm going to use that in order to learn and grow as an individual. And I'm not going to make any assumptions that maybe I'm not smart enough or maybe I'm not prepared enough to do this. No, no, no. I'm going to continue to move through it. Going through adversity provides us with additional experiences. Sort of a little side note here. A big theme that over lays this entire podcast is your purpose, right? Something that we've talked about a lot. You need your purpose in order to figure out what what you need to be trying to achieve. That's, That's your big picture. And then you set goals that try to bring you closer to your purpose, and then you reverse engineer those to your day-to-day life so that you know what you're doing on a day-to-day basis to get a little bit better through the aggregation of marginal gains to achieve those goals to live out your purpose. Some people don't know what their purpose is. You can't live in a vacuum and figure out what your purpose is. One way to help you figure out your purpose is to expose yourself to more and more experiences. Adversity is experience. You don't become an expert in something simply because you take the easy path. You become the expert because you try to Put yourself in these situations more and more and more, and every time you go into it, you learn from another experience because you have to challenge yourself to get through that experience or through that situation to come out on the other end. So when you hit some kind of adversity, you have to ask yourself, are you the person who's going to get knocked down by this adversity, or are you the person who is going to learn to accept the challenge of the adversity and embrace the challenge of the adversity. I'm willing to bet that almost everybody who is going to listen to this podcast is going to agree that you are the kind of person who is going to accept the challenge of the adversity and try to push through it. It's an opportunity for growth. A couple of years ago, I was at the uh, in my legal job and I was suing car dealerships for really crappy car deals. One of the things, if you practice a a particular area of law long enough, one of the things that you develop 
is called a uh, like a, a book of forms or uh, you know a folder of of forms that you can use. So you're not reinventing the wheel every time you do the same thing. You can sort of refer back to these forms and you can pick and choose. And sometimes you might just have it completely written up. You know, if it's a common motion that I'm filing all the time. And so as I'm developing my consumer protection practice, I'm attempting to come up with forms for complaints. So for example, somebody sells you a car that has a really bad transmission. Well, that's against the law under Pennsylvania. So you can sue. And then I have to file a complaint. And when I file the complaint, I have to explain that the reason that I'm filing the complaint is because you sold bad transmission. And there's a whole bunch of legal language that has to go in there. There's no sense in me rewriting that legal legal language a million times. I'm going to write it once, and I'm going to reuse it a number of times. So as I'm drafting these complaints, I'm trying to come up with language that I can use that's pretty universal, that can be used multiple times, so I'm not reinventing the wheel every time. Once you file a complaint, the other side can then object to the contents of the complaint. Well, this happened to me. This was right around the time that I was reading The Obstacles of the Way for the first time. And it was right around the time that in the book, Ryan Holiday talks about um, obstacles or adversity being a learning opportunity. And so I get these preliminary objections to my uh, complaint And my initial reaction was anger. I was frustrated. Really, I was fearful that my complaint was going to be dismissed or that I was going to have to do more work on this, and I was a little aggravated by that. And then the more I thought about it, the more I started to reframe to think, "Mm, no, what I really should be doing is I should be looking at this adversity, somebody objecting to the contents of my complaint, as an opportunity for me to adjust my form to grow and learn so that in the future my form that I would use, the language, is more legally airtight. And that motivated me to then go on and end up processing it and winning the case. And something that I want you to to leave you with from this episode is the thought that this, all of this overcoming adversity, using the obstacle is the way, not getting yourself beat down when something steps in your path of trying to achieve a goal. It's a practice. People that I talk to about trying to change the way that they're looking at things, trying to stay present, trying to overcome adversity, trying to find a purpose and develop a system in life, they automatically think that they have to be perfect. And they don't. It's all a practice. Early in my legal career, I thought everything I had to do was perfect. And when it wasn't perfect, I would get very aggravated by it. And one of the attorneys I was working with at the time finally said to me, well, you know, it's a good thing this is practice. And he's exactly right. It's the practice of law. right? Just like this is the practice of making yourself a better person. There are still times when something steps in my way and I get beat down for it. It's going to happen to you. Somebody's going to walk in my office at the gym and tell me, that my programming sucks. It happens. It doesn't feel good. And then I might spend a few days, sometimes up to a week, really toiling over it and boiling over it. And it hurts. And I feel betrayed. And what I could do is I can let it go ahead and knock me down. And I could say, F it then. All right? If you guys don't like it, go do your own thing. 
I could hire somebody else to do my programming and say, fine, if you guys don't like what I do, you can get this guy to do it. And then I could just say, hey, if you don't like it, it's not mine. Right? Those would be a couple opportunities of either turning away from it or trying to go around it. Or, this is where I usually end up, is I can then take that and I can say, you know what? This is an opportunity to grow. Maybe they're right. Maybe there's something there. Maybe they're wrong. But I need to take it as an opportunity to go back and relook at what I'm doing. Let's stay on this example for programming. I need to go back and relook at what does CrossFit prescribe as the sort of not ideal but preferred breakdown in programming. What do other professional programmers do? What is the exercise science behind all of this? And because one person came to me with a criticism that stepped in the way, adversity, of me providing programming and thinking I was doing a good job, has now ended up as me increasing my education, learning from the experience, and overall becoming a better person. Let's end with a quote. This episode's quote is from Marcus Aurelius, uh, who was one of the original Stoic writers. And he wrote, quote, While it's true that someone can impede our actions, they can't impede our intentions and our attitudes, which have the power of being conditional and adaptable. For the mind adapts and converts any obstacle to its action into a means of achieving it. That which is an impediment to action is turned to advance action. The obstacle on the path becomes the way. End quote. When you guys hit adversity in your lives this week, I want you to look at it more as a learning opportunity than something that's holding you back. See if that doesn't reframe how you look at this stuff. We'll talk to you next time. As always, thank you for listening.